Commandments of Artist Sunday. <laughs> thou shalt know thou art welcome, thou who dost create, and thou who dost co-create with eyes and ears and appreciation. Thou shalt stay beyond the time of thy worship and moveth thence to the wing of holy learning, that thou mightst partake of our bounteous potluck and procure art for thy household. 
Thou shalt notice the flowers around the room, for they were made by children, possibly thine. Thou shalt know if thou dost perform where thou sittest, ere thou cometh forth, and whence thou cometh forth, and yea, whence thou leaveth, and where thou sittest then, and for how long a time until thou sittest somewhere else. Performers, thou shalt not explain, introduce, disclaim, or preface thy work, which speaketh beautifully for itself. Heedeth not this commandment, and yea, by the hand of Joshua, thou shalt fall silent. I speaketh truth. Thou shalt stay and ask questions, should thou seeketh to know more of this community and how thou mightst become a member. Thou shalt turn off or silence thy cell phone. Thou shalt embark on a journey together, and that beginneth now. Oh, 
touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio I first visited All Souls in 1996 to hear the Gnostic poet Brenda Hillman read from her book, Bright Existence. Upon arrival, I was surprised by the brightness of the art in existence within these walls. Besides the poetry and painting, there was singing, dancing, and storytelling, And I think someone staged a skit. In any case, it was such a fabulous celebration that I've been back for almost every Artist Sunday since. In the past, I did not question what exactly we were celebrating. I was just happy to have an audience for my poetry and art. This year, I stopped to think about that. Oh, I knew well enough that art feeds the imagination with fantasies of all the ways we might improve our society, if not the world. I knew that art inspires an appreciation for what we already have. Being an artist, this might sound odd, but I didn't know what art is. I found a useful definition in a musty old copy of Primitive Art by Franz Boas, who said, It seems certain that whenever a definite type of movement, a definite sequence of tones, or a fixed form has developed, it must become a standard by which its perfection, that is, its beauty, is measured. From this, we can deduce that art hinges on our perceptions of beauty in the context of our cultural standards of perfection. Once again, we are here, we are going to see and hear performances that certainly qualify as art. The handcrafts, literary works, Paintings and photography on display in the social wing also count as art. We are here to celebrate those artists. But let us remember the other artists among us. The people who created the bouquets around the room are artists. Culinary artists prepared the delicacies waiting in the dining hall. Educating our children is an art. Our gardeners are artists. And one of the oldest and most beautiful art forms is ritual celebration. Thank you, Barbara. And thanks to all you other artists. Let us celebrate. The next time he saw her that night was long after the festivities had ended. Cass was headed home for the evening, and as soon as he stepped past the tree line, he knew she was there at the lake. He went to her, and she was looking over his shoulder before he got there. Cass, she whispered, her tone wavering, and he froze in mid-step. Tears stained her face. She must have realized he noticed because she turned away from him, wiping out her cheeks. I'm sorry, she said. I just wanted someplace quiet to think. Were you on your way home? The man winced forced conversation and he hadn't said a word. He imagined she knew what he wanted to ask about, but it seemed she really would rather avoid it all. He stepped closer. Kitten? She didn't look at him again, hugging herself and keeping her gaze firmly on the water. Everyone was wondering if you were all right after you left, he told her. I didn't mean to cause a scene, was her reply. She touched her face again, though she hadn't let any tears fall since he'd gotten there. I hope Nina and Power will forgive me. I just... Miriam. His firm tone earned her silence. No one is angry with you. We were just all worried. He paused. I was worried. She shook her head, a hand covering her eyes. I'm fine, she insisted. 
but her tone was weak and unconvincing. Cass bit his lip. He hadn't asked before. He hadn't thought it his place. It still wasn't his place, but he hated to see her like this. Miriam? She made to turn away from him, and he caught her by a shoulder. She was trembling. Miriam, he repeated, but she interrupted him before he could go on. Please don't, she begged, still, holding, still hiding behind her hand. I just don't understand, kitten. I don't know this kind kid, but he doesn't seem so bad. He cares for you. It's obvious you care for him, too. And don't feed me that crap that you don't. Just look at you. You wouldn't be like this if you didn't care, so why? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. The tears were welling up again. He could hear it in her voice. Try me, he countered. I don't know, Miriam whispered. His grip on her shoulder tightened, and he spun her to face him, large hands anchoring themselves on her arms. Hey, you can tell me anything, kitten. I thought we were good enough friends for that much. I would never... I don't know, Cass, she sobbed, looking looking up at him, and she was really shaking then. I don't know why, I just know I can't. I do care about him. I care a lot. He, he means the world to me, and I would do anything for him, but when I think... When I think how much I want to be by his side, I get these knots in my stomach and dread rising in my throat. She paused, trying to gather her thoughts, trying to explain something that he knew was just out of her grasp. I, there's some place I have to be, Cass. I don't know where, but I know it will be soon, and I know he can't follow. I have to go there, and I may not see him. Her eyes filled with fresh tears, and she, might, and she met his gaze, and he felt a pit open up in his stomach at the way she faltered. Or you, or Roe, or anybody, again, I can't explain it, but I have to. Like, you have to watch over all of this. She gestured widely to the lake, the trees, the entire forest surrounding them. He looked down at her, so small and bright, against the dark of the night. He'd known, sort of. Most of them knew. Most of the people he knew her to be acquainted with knew that there was something about her. She obviously wasn't mortal. And there had been a notion of kinship when when he had first met her. Cass knew Miriam was something like him. But he spoke, and his voice seemed too loud in the silence that had filled the space between them since the end of Miriam's tearful explanation. But then shouldn't you make use of the time you do have? All this time you could have been with him, been happy, if only for a short while. She was shaking her head again, eyes watching the lake. I guess I've I've thought about that before, but it didn't seem fair. I'd have to leave him, and I didn't want to hurt him like that. Her gaze flickered towards Cass. I mean, I already have hurt him, but it would have been so much more if if I'd allowed him to get closer, if I'd let him know that I... She trailed off. I stayed with him too long. I should have left before he told me. Cass kept his mouth shut. He didn't know what to say. He realized a little late and a little selfishly that he didn't want to lose her either and tighten the hold he still had on her shoulders. Then she looked at him like she could see his thoughts, and, she, and he felt she must have, because her hands, shaking, lifted and gripped it at the sides of his jacket. Oh, Cass, she whispered, leaning her head against his chest, seeking solace and asking forgiveness at the same time. So he gave both silently, wrapping his arms around her and pulling her clothes while she sobbed quietly into his jacket. Will you stay here tonight, he asked when she was done. She shook her head. Roe will be worried. He's waiting, I'm sure. He nodded. I'll walk you to the road. Everybody know all and water. 
fish we got oil in the water anybody know how to clean up this mess songbird seagull pelican too don't forget that big gray food spoonbill on again eager to fish somebody give that flamingo a kiss we got oil in the water everybody knows Morning. I'm Byron Gates. I have a few pieces of prose for you. At home, a special place where memories are born and lives are played out, where happiness and sadness happen all at once, where children learn the rules of life, parents fight, and love and hate coexist. All these dynamics, all the time, all within the family, all at home. Courage. I don't have the courage I once had, nor the abilities I once felt comfortable with. I have lost some of these qualities. Occasionally, I even miss them. Now I have more time, more peace, more heart, more patience, and more tolerance. Now I am more comfortable in my skin, in my life, and with my courage. If. If I were a sighted man, what would be so different? I can't fathom the light, nor you the darkness. Is my reality so different from yours? Cannot I hear and taste and feel the same beauty as you? Cannot I walk and talk and dream just as you? Cannot I fear the light just as you would fear the darkness? What would be so different if I were a sighted man? And it hurts. Funny how misspoken words can have their meanings distorted. When misrepresented emotions have a point misplaced. When ill-tempered and unrehearsed words wound others. When words become more important than actions. And they begin to dance with the wrong partner. To the wrong tune. At the wrong time. And it hurts. The final. Sneaking up on 60. I love sneaking up on 60 to overlook the things I didn't like and edit my history as I see fit. (laughs) Embellish where needed, changing dates and moving to places I meant to go. Having families who never were and friends and lovers who were by no means real. I love sneaking up on 60, if for no other reason, because I will. Thank you.
There's a letter on the desktop that I dug out of a drawer. The last truce we ever came to from our adolescent war. I forgot the offering. Y'all want to come get the baskets? We're creating community. We're creating a church. We're creating as the moments go by. And it's your contributions that make that possible. They're right there. There's a letter on the desktop that I dug out of a drawer. The last truce we ever came to from our adolescent war. And I start to feel a fever from the warm air through the screen. You come regular like seasons shadowing my dreams. Well, the Mississippi's mighty. Starts in Minnesota at a place that you could walk across with five steps down. And I guess that's how you started, like the pinprick to my heart. At this point, you wash right through me, and I start to drown. And there's not enough room in this world for my pain. It's lost in time, past makes it plain Of all my demon spirits, I need you the most I'm in love with your ghost In love with your Dark and dangerous like a secret It gets whispered in a hush When I wake, things I dreamt about you last night Make me blush When you kissed me like a lover And you sting me like a fiber I go follow to the river Play your memory like a piper And I feel it like a this love is killing me I'm walking to the fingers of your fire willingly And dance the edge of sanity I've never been this close In love with your ghost ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, oh. 
Good morning. I'm Joshua Lawrence, and I've been a member here for about four years, and I'm behind you, behind you on the balcony. Hi. Good morning. Um, this church is important to me. Um, and before, it was just something kind of fun to do on Sundays when I started four years ago, but now uh, most of my close friends are here. Um, it's a great, it always gives me something to think about, and it gives me a great sense of peace. Um, so as it became more important to me, it became important to me to try to give back. Um, and finding a way to do that was hard at first. My job is very hectic, so I couldn't commit seven Sundays in a row to RE. Um, the outdoors make me sunburned and itchy, so grounds and gardening were out. Um, and large groups of, of strangers or, or really any people make me nervous, so membership and a lot of the social justice work was also out. Um, I found that I liked working in the sound booth um, because it was a way for me to give back and it was a way to keep people from looking at me while I did it. <laughs> Which, so, yeah, so for those of you that are dedicated introverts, um, you might think of yourselves right now as audience members. That's good. Um, think about if you want the sound booth is a great way to go. So thank you all for everything you do for me. Thank you for letting me give back. And please, by all means, uh, go back to not looking at the sound booth. Thank you. <laughs> In response to the painting by Caravaggio titled The Incredulity of St. Thomas, the invitation seems grotesque at start. To touch his hand, his side, where flowed the blood. He parts his robe. I'm drawn toward the wound. No sign of recent violence stains the mark. New flesh has formed. The smooth lips show no part of gore nor bilious pus, no scab nor bruise. My fingers tremble drawing near. I choose to trace the spear path to his broken heart. A sweet wind breathes across my sweating hand. I gaze into the darkness and behold, not black and bloody like a slaughtered lamb, but summer sky, a million stars abroad, the universe within his belly spanned. The cry springs from me whole, my Lord, my God. Thank you, everyone. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Joanna Ballard, and I've got the best job in the world. I get paid to tell stories. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank this church ever since I've lived here, except for last summer, because my gallbladder and I had to be dearly parted on a permanent basis. I have participated regularly in Artist Sunday, and I've also found that members and participants in this church have been very encouraging in other aspects of my life, and my plans as they stand currently are to move out of Shreveport, so I feel honored that this be one of my last performances before I move at the end of the summer. And I was blessed this summer to be the featured storyteller at the International Heritage Festival. And their main country was Turkey. So I got to have fun, almost as fun as telling the stories as researching them. And every country has a trickster. And I couldn't pronounce all the other versions of his name, so I just call him Haja. All right? Now, once upon a time, pretty long ago and fairly far away in Turkey, uh, there lived a Haja, and everybody in his village thought he was pretty darn intelligent. And some wise men came around. They've been searching and searching the world over to try to find the most intelligent man in the world. But when they came to the Haja village, they said, the Haja, he's the most intelligent man in the world. And they said, okay. So they had three questions they were going to ask him. So they went up to him and said, okay, Haja, where's the center of the world? And he goes, well, right there between my donkey's legs. And they go, oh, how do you know? He goes, you measure it and see if I'm not right. They weren't about to fool with that. 
And they go, okay. Haja, how many stars are there in the sky? And he said, well, as many as there are hairs on my donkey's mane. And if you don't believe me, you count. And they weren't about to do that. So they consulted a little bit. And they thought they had him. Okay, Haja, how many hairs are on your donkey's mane? And he looked up at the gentleman and said, as many hairs that are in your beard, and if you doubt me, we can prove it. I can pluck a hair, pluck a hair, pluck a hair. And they weren't about to do that. So they decided they went home and let everyone know they had found the most intelligent man in the world. Now, I'd like to end with this little piece that I've been working on, so it's not quite memorized yet. Once upon a time, there was a someone could be anyone, really, who saw the past, the bloodline streaming from Africa that we all come from, realizes someone did, that the ancestors granted someone with the gifts of those that came before, along with the time and insight to explore these gifts, gifts hidden in others' past because of life's hardships and reckonings. Now, this someone didn't want to be famous, but not a nobody either, just the best someone someone could be. Yet it seemed every time someone stepped out of the ways everyone thought things should be, someone got ridiculed, beaten down, and even ignored because everyone couldn't handle the beauty and righteousness of someone's path for someone, even though it wasn't everyone's way. Truly all someone wanted to do was make a difference for anyone in someone's corner of the world. Somehow, Someone struggled on, leaving seeds and inspiration for anyone to find and build upon, and in turn be the best someone they could be, despite the way everyone thought they should go, leaving behind their seeds to build upon. Once upon a time, there was a someone. I wonder if that someone is you.
tall and she's 30 feet wide Touches my sensitive Germanic side She lives in a place where my demons reside She's almost a dream in my head She tells me that pleasure and pain are divided Both of them tragically leave me delighted Talks all in circles and makes me excited. She's almost a dream in my head. Almost a dream, almost a dream. An angelic drum dress with wings of sateen. One of the larger fragments of my mind. Just push my buttons this time. Yeah, she doesn't argue. I've gone to bed She doesn't take issue with the things I have said She poses flirtatiously for me instead She's almost a dream in my head got the face of an angel, I guess. She doesn't mind when I look down her dress. To heaven come rescue me, lest I digress. For almost a dream in my head. And I know how to love her, but I can't understand why she don't want someone better than I am. She is my lady and I am her man. Almost a dream in my head Almost a dream, almost a dream An angelic rum dress with wings of sateen One of the larger fragments in my mind Just push my buttons, I'm sure you will find That I can't tell the truth, but I won't tell a lie All that escapes and an inaudible sight but I'll keep my peace till the day that I die For almost a dream in my head Now her lips are so sensual Skin is so white Eyes like the sun and her hair like the night. Her bosom so full of prodigious delight. Almost a dream in my head. But I know that someday they'll take her away. Replace her with Marlboro, all Frito Lay. <laughs> and I guess there's not all that much more I can say. For almost a dream in my head. Almost a dream, almost a dream An angelic drum dress with wings of sateen One of the larger fragments of my mind Just push my buttons, I'm sure you will find That I can't tell the truth, but I won't tell a lie So all that escapes An inaudible sigh I'll keep my peace till the day that I die For almost a dream in my head Yes, I'll keep my peace till the day that I die For almost a dream in my of the Holy Spirit. Matins. See the sun, see the moon, see the circle round again. 
Winter seeds the April clouds, May brings hazy skies. Sing a song of sixpence, say a prayer for rain. Prime. Golden streams of honeybees in restless reels restrained topple daisies to the ground and strafe their pollened eyes. See the sun, see the moon, see the circle round again. Terse. Come rose, come thorn, come sweet refrain of bluebirds, sparrows as they rise. Sing a song of sixpence, say a prayer for rain. Sext. Though life and light seem on the wane, we cannot grieve with tears and sighs. See the sun, see the moon, see the circle round again. None. Lightning with exquisite pain reveals the redwoods wild skies. Sing a song of sixpence, say a prayer for rain. Vespers. Now the earth in evening sheets and solitude sublime settles down to darkling sleep and undisturbed skies. See the sun, see the moon, see the circle round again. Complain. Bless the mother and the child. Sorry. Bless the beasts that cry. Bless the father and the son and spirits that surprise. See the sun, see the moon, see the circle round again. Sing a song of sixpence, say a prayer for rain. Suffrages of the Saints. Saint Cecilia, patron saint of technology, please drain all cell phone batteries so I can have some quiet time. Thank you. Amen. St. Francis, patron saint of animals, please keep the cats from catching birds and leaving the heads on my floor. (laughs) Thanks and amen. St. Jude, patron saint of lost causes, please keep the governor from balancing the budget at the cost of my job. I love you forever. Amen. St. Christopher, if you're still the patron saint of travel, please keep me safe from the speed demons who tailgate on Highway 1. I'm seriously afraid. Amen. St. Rock, patron saint of infirmities, please make my knees stop hurting. It's hell on stairs. You're a peach. Amen. St. Nicholas, patron saint of Christmas, please, just once, I'd like a wrapped present. I enjoy ripping paper off boxes. Tell my family. Amen. (laughs) St. Anne, patron saint of mothers, please convince mine to get a hearing aid. I spend all of my time repeating myself. I know you can do this. Amen. St. Joseph, patron saint of fathers, help my dad relax around his family. We love him and enjoy his company. Really, we do. Amen. Calliope, muse of poets, I know you're not a saint, but I thank thank you for your help with the poems. I'm grateful. Amen. Thank you. Gaius Lamps. Poison oil as pellet cascade down, black slime globes to coat as glue, to drown, to eat all life. To breathe stale air, empty air in inner space, life blindly seeks to see a place to grow. Gaia's lamps have all grown more dim, buried in plastic, psychotic dream. Dementor hides in dry, deep, desert sand. Chaos erratic wings beat again to reign supreme. Lightning bugs have all grown dark, and cricket notes no longer heard as moths no longer can fly to dance on moonlight, fairy air. For the night has laid a heavy cloak to swallow all, so dark, so deep, that life lights past are now unseen. 
Aroused from sleep, O Furies, to claim for us to sparkle light, Gaia's lamps, beams of life, away from tainted, vulgar, naked hands of finger death, to touch, to grasp, to grip, to fill, with all a hollow, empty, sterile, Breath. What do you want to hear? in my soul. The sun sets, the full moon rises. I walk along the edge of the world where sand, sea, and sky meet. Rhythms much older than human dancing my soul.
sure to go see the exhibits. That's the end of the service. Yeah.